to another season of Exhibit AOK, or at this stage in the pandemic, roughly a year in, it might just be Exhibit still hanging on. But we are back. I am Lara Fitzgerald. I am joined by my co-hosts, Harrison Cooper, and... Oh, drumroll, please. We are very pleased to welcome back onto the podcast, Charles Jung. Welcome, Charles. How you been? Thanks. Uh, thanks very much, guys. Um, it's been, uh, I guess, a bit of a roller coaster, just like everyone else, um, but I'm really happy to be back. Um, and I've obviously listened to many of the uh, episodes that Harrison, you and Laura have put out in terms of the Exhibit AOK, and I've got to say, um, they were fantastic. Um, you got a good balance of sort of the more catch-up and casual conversations, but also some really substantive ones, like the one with Dr. Maderata. I thought that was very enlightening. Um, so I'm sure our audiences really appreciate that. Yeah, Charles, Laura and I really raised the bar for the podcast. So I'm not sure if you're going to be able to seamlessly jump back in here. So we're going to have to tune in as the season progresses and see how you make out. It's, it's a probationary period. So, you know, I'll, I'll do my best to, to catch up with you guys. So, uh, yeah, not, not a lot has really changed for me in terms of, um, you know, what's been going on in my life professionally, sort of uh, tr still trying to balance um I guess that elusive work-life uh, balance. Um, obviously, you know, you guys know that uh, we're doing almost everything virtually and online. Um, and there's been some challenges associated with that. Also some benefits. Um, one interesting thing that uh, maybe we could just touch on is uh, virtual advocacy or how, how you guys have found using the Zoom platform for mediations and discoveries or, um, you know, motions and things like that. So maybe curious to, to get your thoughts on that. I think one of the advantages uh, that I've noticed that affects the clients more so than lawyers, the lawyers all talk about how great it is that we're not traveling as much. But I think um, for our clients, there's probably a real advantage to being able to do mediations or discoveries, those really nerve wracking days from home. So in a familiar and safe environment where you're not having to leave your house and, and go out. So I, I think that's been actually probably one really big advantage um, and I think then probably the disadvantage that a lot of uh, lawyers, and I'm sure you guys will both agree, is that now, as opposed to work-life balance, it's kind of like a work-life blur. Mm -hmm. It's where you don't get up and go to the mediation. Uh, there's no incentive to uh, to close out for the day. So if the days can sort of uh, get longer, which is great if it ends up being a resolution, but it, it seems that it, it's sort of a never-ending slog in a lot of ways because there's no longer anything called out of office because where are you going to go? <laughs> so that's been what I've sort of found the pluses and minuses of the last year in, in large swaths. I agree. I had uh, a set of discoveries on a very complicated file and there was like 25 or 23 counsel on the file. Wow. And for everyone to have, you know, pre-COVID to get to Network North in time to start the discovery for 10 and then, you know, move along and you know, a five minute break in network is never five minutes. It always becomes 10 or 15. And so they actually, the examinations for discovery went way more smoothly by Zoom than I think that they would have in person. So that was kind of a, a nice silver lining that worked out well and something that never would have been contemplated or even, even decided upon before COVID. So I thought that was a good thing. For sure. And I know I've heard from, from clients as well that now they're able to access 
um, healthcare providers that may not have been in their their catchment area before. So it's possible to see a neurologist uh, remotely that might be a three-hour drive away. So although I'm absolutely not a healthcare provider, I, I am so grateful for um, the the pivot in, in the healthcare community in terms of being able to continue accessing services so that people are able to get the care that they need. And and we we know around the office, um, you know, you've had a personal incident with, um, I guess, getting involved in the healthcare um, portion of it because of what happened this past year, which we can talk about later. Um, but I guess this is probably a, a good point to uh, just talk about what our listeners can expect uh, for this upcoming refreshed, recharged third season. Is it the third, right? It is. And that was replete with cliffhangers. Well done, Charles. Yeah, Charles you really figured out this teaser. whole uh, podcast <laughs> teaser thing. Like I said, I'm really trying hard to keep up with you guys here. <laughs> the key is to have several bodums of coffee before recording, even though it's me. Oh, my caffeine yeah, habit has not improved at all since the start of this pandemic. Um, so I'm with you there. <laughs> <laughs> Our plan for season three of Exhibit A-OK, or as Laura just said, Exhibit, we're still hanging on, is going to be a bit of a, a mismatch. So we're, we're really thrilled to welcome Charles back onto the podcast. We don't want to have three hosts for any given episode. So what we're going to do is we're going to have an alternating uh, series of hosts between Charles, Laura, and myself. And then our plan is to cover more substantive law topics, as well as, you know, issues facing the general public, interesting developments in case law, healthcare providers, and really kind of get more into the issues. I think what we're going to try to do is leave the, what are you doing in COVID behind? Because at this point, everyone is living their life to the best that they can in these ongoing circumstances. We don't need to, to go into that, um, but we will try to, you know, really get into some more substantive topics. Guys, anything to add? I mean, I'm just glad that we're no longer all talking about these unprecedented times because precedent or not, they're still going. <laughs> and we were still in this all, all together. Um, the, the only thing I think uh, I'd add is um, I think a lot of our listeners appreciated um, some of the, uh, I guess, quote unquote, trial stories that happened in the first season and some of the more substantive interviews that happened in the second season. So we're really excited. We have a host of uh, really incredible guests, I think, lined up. Um, that we think our, our listeners will, will really enjoy. And on that topic, if you are one of our listeners, which I have to assume you are because you're hearing me speaking right now, um, please feel free to, to reach out to us on either Twitter or email if, uh, if you'd like to be a guest or if you have any suggestions for topics. Because as you've heard, we're, we're trying a flexible format this year, uh, a mix of current events as well as substantive law topics. So really nothing is off the table as long as it fits in that really wide ranging variety of, of things to chat about. So we teased it in the opening, Charles, in his uh, perfect podcast form. Laura, I, we understand that you had a case of coronavirus back in November, if I'm not mistaken. Can you tell us about that, please? Yeah, that was uh, a low point. Um, <laughs> so a real low point. It was, it was not good. Um, no, so um, my my partner and I live in a in a condo in Toronto, and um, I think sometime back in October, we it would be a community case. We have no idea 
how um, we got sick because we don't know anyone else who was. Uh, the only thing we can speculate is that um, he took the subway to go to work uh, one day and then sat in a basically empty office building. And that was the only time we were apart because of the whole being in lockdown for the better part of a year and never leaving each other's sites. Um, so anyways, we, we both ended up um, contracting COVID. So that was a, that was a rough, I'd say two weeks. Um, our symptoms were on the milder side, but in all honesty, just thinking back to like everything you've done over the last two weeks and thinking, is there any chance I got within six feet of someone? Is there any chance I got um, a coworker or uh, for me, honestly, the biggest fear was if I had gotten my parents sick because that was back in the time where you were allowed to see other people. And so even though we, we maintained six feet distance from my parents, regardless, even though I, I didn't have a bubble, I just stayed away from everyone. I still didn't want to get close to them because of their health. Uh, so that was harrowing. But I remember you telling me about some of your symptoms and the, like your complete loss of smell and taste. Like you yeah. told me you, you put your nose in peanut butter. Yeah, that would be the more, that would probably be the more comical aspect of it is um, like, it's, it's weird because it, it fades out. So it's almost like eating in black and white because it was like, I noticed my sense of taste. Like I knew I already had COVID. So I was already fully in isolation when that symptom started, but um, it's it sort of like it fades out. And so I had heard that earlier on in, um, in the pandemic, one of the things would be like, you would smell peanut butter and that would be a way to see how, how your uh, sense of smell was going. So I'd be like dipping my nose basically in peanut butter daily. And then I, I remember it was probably like two weeks out and I was like, I can almost faintly smell it again. But eating was just so sad in the, in the intervening period. Um, That's hard for a foodie like you. I know, but even like just tragic things like eating macaroni and cheese, first of all, there's not that big a difference when you can't taste it, which is terrible. Um, <laughs> but like, I, I was like, oh, I should use this time period to like eat healthier. But I was like, no, I just kind of want to lie here and feel sorry for myself and feel crappy. <laughs> so you're trying this macaroni, you're like, I can't even. Yeah. So that, that was that. But I mean, um, huge silver lining was um, we didn't get anyone else sick because the first day Rod had a, a cough, he went and got tested. And then we both isolated completely from that day on. So by the time my symptoms uh, came up and I had my positive test after my first negative one, I hadn't seen another living soul in quite some time. Um, so that was good. I was just super grateful that we didn't give it to anyone because I think the guilt on, on top of the symptoms probably would have crippled me. <laughs> But, you know, so here we are, now St. Patrick's Day, luck of the Irish, moving forward, never going to relive that two-week period again, looking for sure. forward to the spring. <laughs> and I, I think I could safely speak for everyone here at, like, OV for sure, like, uh, super grateful that the symptoms were mild for both you and Ron, but also the fact that you were so responsible in taking the proper steps and um, making sure that you sort of mitigated those risks in terms of um, the risk of transmission. And I know... You followed best practices and protocols um, that were set up around the office. So um, we were all obviously all, you know, thinking about you at that time and um, just, yeah, super grateful that it obviously turned out okay. And so on a brighter note, since it is St. Patrick's Day and I've already referenced the luck of the Irish, um, it is springtime almost. So what are you guys, I know you're both golf fans. So what are you looking forward to in terms of upcoming events in life? So uh, absolutely. Um, one of the things that I'm totally looking forward to is getting back out on the golf course with hopefully Harrison 
And uh, maybe, maybe, hey, we can set up uh, that golf date again with uh, your, your dad and brother. Uh, that right. we have to cut around to. And uh, one of my accompanying hobbies when I'm out golfing that I'm looking forward to again is smoking some cigars. Um, the weather's warming up, so I've actually started uh, pulling out some of my stogies in my collection and uh, enjoying the uh, crisp spring air. Um, I haven't been following as much sports as I've wanted to, unfortunately. I don't know why. Maybe that's just part of the sort of the quote-unquote COVID blues. Uh, but I am excited for the upcoming NFL season. I know that's a ways away. Um, but following the offseason, there's been a lot of trades that's been happening, as you, uh, some of our listeners might know. Um, but other than that, uh, road trips, I think. I think traveling is going to look a lot different this year for obvious reasons. Um, so me and my girlfriend, hopefully, will uh, pencil in a few dates in, in the summer and hit the road. Beautiful. We have a couple canoe trips booked and I'm looking forward to that. It was really hard to get permits this year because everyone is thinking the exact same thing with limited travel options available. People are just looking to do whatever they can. So our actually our first trip is for the end of May and we had to book a lodge for the first night because we couldn't like get where we wanted to go. And the guy calls us and is like, you know that like May is really early to go on a canoe trip. And there could very well be snow. And we're like, yeah, yeah, we're aware. He's like, okay, you guys are nuts. We're ready. <laughs> uh, we're pretty excited about that. I'm most looking forward to my newfound obsession, kiteboarding. Mm. Uh, I don't think I've mentioned it on the podcast before. But last year during COVID, I uh, took a couple lessons with uh, my main man, Billy, at kitepassion.ca. And, uh, and now I am a full-blown kiteboarder. I'm obsessed and as soon as the lake uh, unfreezes, I'm going to be back out there in my dry suit and working on my uh, on my kiteboarding. So that's what I'm looking forward to. Shameless plug. You're not sponsored by uh, Billy or anything like that. Or I anything. actually am sponsored. So uh, repping Ocean Rodeo, send me <laughs> some free kites, please. And uh, thanks for your ongoing support of the Oatly Bigman podcast. Oh, I love it. And it hadn't even occurred to me to, to consider travel plans for this year. Mm. Uh, my life is just... Get on it, Lara. It's not too late. <laughs> I mean, there's like the scenic rides on the Peloton. So like I took a 10 minute virtual ride of the Vegas strip and it was great because uh. it wasn't as disgusting as when you go in person. <laughs> Did a sweet scenic ride in New Zealand, which was not as nice as being there in person. Mm. Uh, it's hard to imagine a world of leaving my small ivory tower in the condo, but hopefully that that's real. <laughs> Well, there is lots to be looking forward to. And uh, as the weather gets nicer, the days continue to get longer. I think that it's going to start to feel a lot more uh, tolerable as, as time goes on. So, And more tolerable is really just going to be the uh, the motto of, of everything going forward. So making life more tolerable is definitely something <laughs> the OK podcast is going to accomplish this season with our medley of guests and hosts. And, and just on that note, I just sort of was thinking about this. If uh, any of our listeners have any, you know, things that or particular events they're looking forward to or things um, that, you know, helps them sort of brighten the mood or the atmosphere, uh, we're, we'd be happy to hear from you um, and, and just uh, learn and sort of get through this together, really. That is a wonderful idea. Thank you, Charles. I would love to hear what other people are doing as, as pick-me-ups. For sure. Okay, well, stay tuned, and we look forward to bringing you a lot more great Oatly Vigman Exhibit AOK podcast material in Season 3. Thanks very much. Thank you.